Hello and welcome to this week's This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and this week we'll be bringing you all the build-up and reaction to FC United's league game at home to Whitby Town from Saturday. But before that it's now time for this week's club news. And we start the show this week with some squad news, as the club have announced that striker Joe Rodwell Grant will now remain with FC United until the end of the season, following an extension to his loan deal with Wigan Athletic. Whilst the club have also bolstered the squad this week with the signing of Barnsley striker Josiah Dyer, who has signed for FC United on initial month-long loan. Elsewhere, and the recently postponed league fixture away at Nantwich Town has now been rearranged for Tuesday the 24th of Jan. Kick-off at the Weaver Stadium on the 24th will be 7.45pm. And speaking of fixtures, the women's team will return to competitive action this Sunday as the Reds will be hosting Tranmere Rovers at Broadhurst Park. Kickoff will be at 2pm and we'll of course have full commentary on FC Radio this weekend for those of you who cannot attend the game. And finally for this week's news, FC United on Saturday welcomed Whitby Town to Broadhurst Park. Let's hand over to Ben and Woodso now with all the build-up. Well, Woodsell, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get to FC United against Whitby Town oh, today, yeah. just a bit of a catch-up after the Radcliffe game. Oh, yeah, the expectation of it. We come off the back of Ashton United on Boxing Day, which was a phenomenal performance, and we did pass the ball about. It was just a bit of a, a spark needed, I just feel. Yeah, I mean, we, we were missing something. I think they were better at playing that pitch and playing that conditions than we were. They're used to it, obviously. They've got a good home record. It's like, it's like we said, we give yeah. it. Gainsborough, for example, last year, you know, very good home record. They've got a good home record, Radcliffe, and you've got to do well. You've got to play well, I think, to, to get a result. We didn't play well. But we had, like, I think I mean, we said at half-time, did we have three one-on-ones? Certainly two one-on-ones three, in the first I think half. Three. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a couple of other things in the second half, which were a bit of more luck. They didn't create massive chances, but I think they were... I think they were fairly comfortable. I, I don't think they really put much sweat into it. We were huffing and puffing. Yeah. I mean, we've seen enough football over the years, me and you, would so to just say, eh, one of those games. It, and, and it was. It was. Um, we head into 2023. A couple of points from the playoffs. It's not too bad, is no. it, really? But we come to Whitby today knowing that, really, we need to... You've got to bounce back with a win. We've got a tough game next week against Hyde. And there's a couple of... Tough South away- Shields after that. And then there's a tough away game. So, um, yeah, three today will, will set us up well. I'm fairly confident with three today. But, mm. you know... Whitby scored two past South Shields um, on Boxing Day themselves in a 4-2 defeat. Um, but they didn't play on January the 2nd because their game at Mask was postponed. So they might be a, a bit fresher, although I don't think that's really an issue at this point. But the pitch, it is well, an hour and a half before it, it kick-off. Gorgeous yes. at the moment, but... We have to say, I mean, for those people listening to the podcast uh, or, or this club's Michael with North Manchester FM, it's rained a lot. Overnight, I mean, I was woken up by the rain at three in the morning. It was, and it it only stopped raining about an hour or so ago. The pitch looks great though, but we've been here before, haven't we? It does look good. And Whitby have been here before. (laughs) Yeah, they were here last year when he got called up. It's nowhere like 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 it was last year when the referee was sinking in the corner and in the goal mouth. It's nothing like that. From sight and stand, it looks dry as a bone. Apart from this side of the touchline is wet. The pitch itself looks gorgeous. It's this infamous main stand side, well, isn't it? It is, yeah. Again. This doesn't get the sun. And what it'll be like come half-time, I don't know. Especially if it starts raining again. But The ball-bouncing test is, is the key, isn't it, to this one? 
Well, if we're taking Radcliffe, there was no bounce at all. Every time he hit the ground, he died, literally. That's true. So, uh, I don't know if that's a good barometer or not anymore. The problem with Radcliffe, well, we're on, on one of the big changes today, is too many of our big players, if you like, had an off day. Uh, Donahue went off injured. If you have a game where you... We said it before on here, you can carry one, possibly even two players, when you've got three and four who are probably not on the game. If we can write that today, I'm confident three points. Interesting fact from Radcliffe, that was uh, a club record attendance. It was, I believe so, However, yeah. not the highest attendance at that ground. I found this out this week on the was NPL that the, show. Uh, Castleton Gabriels. Castleton Gabriels yeah, is yeah. the record. 3 0 it was. Yeah. But those are memories. Oh, and hopefully, memories, yeah. hopefully we'll create some more memories oh, today. I was just going to say that myself. So uh, I've been doing this job a while. Well, Woodsell, big thank you for joining thank us, you. mate, and uh, enjoy the game. See you later. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to FC Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. And you join us here, back at Broadhurst Park, for a bit of a novel thing, a Saturday match. It'll never catch on. It'll never catch on. And uh, joining me here for this historic occasion, the first Saturday home game of 2023, it's a big welcome back to Stato Paul. Hello. Good afternoon. FC United taking on Whitby Town this afternoon, Paul. It has been raining a lot over the past 24 hours or so. Um, the pitch remarkably looks good. We shouldn't be surprised. The same thing happened before the, the last Phoenix Trophy match we played and uh, that, that turned out all right. This pitch is pretty good this season. This is to do with the large investment we put into it and without that investment on the pitch, which some people may have thought was overdone, we wouldn't be playing there on a Saturday afternoon. And it's not just about it, you know, holding the water the way it has. We're in January and look at it, it's green, really green. Somebody showed me a picture of the way the pitch looked this time last year in a game, and the difference is stark in terms of mud, grass missing, bare patches, you name it. Completely different now. And to be honest, I don't think any of the players can use the pitch as an excuse this afternoon. No. Now, we will be hoping to bounce back today. Do you reckon that Radcliffe game is it's kind of a good thing in a way? Because we had the Ashton United performance and result then you brought back down to earth against Radcliffe at Stainton Park it's kind of a reminder as we enter 2023 now for the Saturday matches and the, the midweek games that are coming up in the league we're currently in eighth and I think that's a very fair position considering the way we played this season we've, we've had some good games we've had some average games we've had some poor games and eighth is probably a fair reflection of where we are as a, as a club as a team now if we want to break in the playoffs we're going to have to get more points per game than we have up to now. I think that's fairly obvious. Here's the thing. Now, obviously, we did have a points deduction, which was only three points. Yeah. We've lost eight games, Yeah. which would see us comfortably mid-table land. But we're two points outside the playoffs. Not many draws. Exactly. It goes to show you just how up and down the season's been thus far. Yeah. And it, I think it's from this season, we know everyone can beat everyone. Um, it's like Belper won against Stafford. On, uh, do you want to use the cliche? The cliche is open to you. You can well, use it if you want. I was going to save it up for a bit later. but okay. Do you want me to do it? Go on then. There's no easy games in Slake Paul, is there? No, there Good. isn't. I mean, you know, Ra- we knew when we went to Radcliffe it was going to be a difficult game. We knew it. Even with Radcliffe losing 4-0 in the previous outing, we still knew going to Radcliffe at the moment is tough. And it turned out to be tough. Now, Whitby today, they're in 17th. They're fighting for their lives. Um... They've managed to climb the table a little bit in recent weeks. They had a change of manager. They've got a few new players in. But generally, this is the kind of game... We, we remember back to August, we won at the Turnbull quite handsomely when Whitby couldn't well, they couldn't string three passes together on the night. Um, they've improved since then. But 
it's like Radcliffe did the double on us last week. We've got to complete the double over Whitby today. And we go back to that, that game at the Turnbull ground. Some of the players who were playing in that game, like Eddie Mieko, for example, yeah. Thompson was playing in that game, McCarthy was playing in that Murray. game. Murray. Not a totally different team. I mean, Donahue obviously isn't playing because he's injured, unfortunately. Uh, but that goes to show you as well just how it's, it's changed from early on in the season, the, the, there was the line-up like, now. There was like the autumn reassessment, uh, I, w- I would say. And some of these players didn't survive it. But doesn't that feel like ages ago? And it's it's the same season. And yeah. we're only halfway through. So yeah. who knows where we're going to be in April? Well, <laughs> With 16 defeats, maybe. There's going <laughs> to be a lot of ups and downs between now and the end of the season. I think that one stat comes to mind straight away. For both these teams, they've won more aways than homes. Right. Okay. Yep. That's one thing I have to put out there. And the other thing is, all the away wins that Whitby have got, all four have included clean sheets. Now there's a figure for you. So the first thing to do is make sure you don't let them shut you out. If you let them shut you out, they're going to win. That seems to be the pattern. That means that the goal scoring and the chances being created has to be a bit better. But have got to be sharper. Um, Woods always goes on about this. Oh, it's they, We're playing a team who doesn't play football, therefore we're not going to be uh, doing well against teams like that. Is there an argument to say we have to be a bit more adaptable as we go into the second half of the season? I, I point to South Shields. You know, South Shields 4-2 against Whitby on Boxing Day, 1-0 against Morpeth on the second. And we've already said, when we go to South Shields in, in a week or two, we will no doubt play well at South Shields. You want because not to do the team talk for Kevin Phillips uh, before the match, but I wouldn't be surprised if we won. Because uh, but the way they play lets us play. That's fair, fair comment, isn't it? But yeah, Whitby are going to set us different challenges. Um, they've got Jacob Day in the tide. He's six foot six. He's one of the tallest strikers in the division. And they're not going to play 30 passes through the midfield and then thread a through ball for him that's for sure uh, with regards to um, our side oh we should say Shane Bland's in goal he had a very good game yeah. didn't he in the, yeah. in the, uh, at the Turnbull ground early in the season now team news uh, with regards to SC United there's been uh, lots of changes enforced on SC United from Monday obviously Michael Donoghue tweaked his hamstring De Grouchy was already injured before the game Curtis Jones is out, we believe. Um, so, Andy Halls and Jan Palinka starts. But I think Jan Palinkas was borderline, actually, heading into this game. One of those centre-backs has got to attach himself to their tall centre-forward and follow him everywhere. But they've also got Braddy Fuster, who's a dangerous customer, who does score against us. So, they're in for a difficult afternoon, I would say, Halls and Palinkas. But Palinkas was overdue a start, we have to say. That. Yes. Uh, Wallerton is at right back. Uh, Finn Armstrong is at left back. Um, we covered off his loan extension, didn't we, uh, last week. Finn Armstrong saw a lot of the ball last week. A lot of the ball. And then Wallerton showed his adaptability by moving he, into attacking midfield. And he, he played he, pretty well, actually. He did look very good yeah. when he was pushed forward. Now, midfield. Charlie Ennis is on the bench today. Michael Potts starts and he's captain. I read a couple of comments about Michael Potts' performance. We gave him man of the match from an SC United perspective. He wasn't the man of the match overall. But no. out of all the players, he was the one who was, you know, I thought was... His industry was, was, was good. Throughout. Yeah. Um, but he was good on Monday, I, I think that's safe to say. Um, in midfield, he'll be alongside Luke Griffiths. On the wings, Callum Gribbin is on one side. Dylan Moonen is starting. That says to me that we're going back to maybe one up front. Because Rodwell Grant starts, as does Regan Linney. So... It doesn't work, does it? Unless we play one up front with Gribbin and Linney in supporting roles. Unless... I think it might start as one up front and then it might adjust. But, yeah, interesting that Moon is getting a start. 
he's, lo he's looked fairly useful in his cameos he's had. And I think, again, he's another player that deserves a start to see what he's made of, basically. Rodwell Grant, given the build-up as well, when we talked about Bolton and Ashton and his performances in them games. Bolton was a big confidence booster for Rodwell Grant and for one or two of the other players. And we need to get back to that confidence boost and maybe a good, good performance and a good result today will give the side that, that boost again that they picked up before Belper. Now, as I said, Charlie Ennis is on the bench, as is Guy Hall and Dante Gabidon. We've got a loan signing, Josiah Dyer. His, his dad is his a dad famous... Bruce foot. Dyer, who played, yes. played the Premier League for Crystal Palace. And you're and, convinced and that he didn't play against Big United? I don't think he played against Big United, no. Okie dokie. And Adam Dodd is on the bench, everyone. That's an incredible, we, we go back incredible to the, thing. We go back honest. to the 5th of May when he last pulled on a, an FC shirt and ran on the pitch which is quite a long time ago. It's seven months, isn't it? We've seen it in the pro game. Ericsson came back. Ericsson's come back. There's, there's a few players who, who've done it. Um, modern medicine now and the technology is incredible. Um, it's great to see Adam Dodd back in the side, though, isn't it, really? It really is. Um, what's your thoughts about this promotion playoff race that we're involved with? It is going to stretch out at some point. I mean, I think it's three points between 11th and the playoff line at the moment. We want to be at the top end of that, don't we? And, yeah, and comfortable the, as, as the months progress towards April. If you look at seasons past, when we've been in the playoff positions at the end of the season, we've generally been in them for a while. We've not sneaked in at the death. That's not been the FC way. So I think we have to try and climb into that top six and hang on to it. It's not going to be easy. January is a very congested month of fixtures, if anybody doesn't know this. We've got away games at Nantwich now as well as uh, South Shields. It's a very, very busy month and we must pick up a number of points in January to keep in touch with the sides around us. Another thing to mention today, it's our 700th league game. There we go. And you came up with some percentages, yep. I believe. Um, we've won 349, which is 49%. That's not too bad, really, considering the ups and downs we've had through all the years. We've only drawn 20% of our games and lost 31. So we're still ahead of the curve, you could say. But obviously we'd like to push that beyond 50% if we can. And um, that busy period coming up. We've got Whitby today at home. Next week it's Hyde at home. Then South Shields away. You said it earlier, the cliche, there's no yeah. easy games in this league. Nantwich away in a midweek is not as certain as it would have been in September. There's, there's a bit of a surge going on with those teams down the bottom end of the table. Including Whitby Town really. And... Obviously, their game in Mass was postponed on January the 2nd. It would, it would be interesting to see how Whitby performed in that game at Mask if it, was, if it had been on. But I suppose what we do is we come back to this game this afternoon in which I think we need a good performance and a good result to, to cushion us for, for the games to come in the next weeks because we're going to go back to twice a week for a while and we need to be in a good rhythm. I think rhythm is the thing, isn't it? Play, managers talk about rhythm. We don't want to scrape a win this afternoon. We want a bit more than that. We want to be a bit more convincing than scraping a win. Any closing stats, Paul, just before we, we hand well, over to James? If Doddy gets on the pitch, it's its 100th appearance for FC. So it's quite a landmark. And he scored nine goals. Well, that's, that's a pretty good return for a left-back. We discussed whether the um, Rodwell Grant goal could be considered in the goal this season compilation. Just to say it is. I don't care what Paul thinks. <laughs> um, but got to remember the goals that Adam Dodd scored last season. Blimey. There was, a, there was two or three that were... Like they were epic, weren't picks, they? weren't they? Really were. Um, right, that's it for the pre-match chat. 
Uh, big thank you to Stato Paul for that. Um, but it's now time to hand over to our expert commentary team for this game here in the Northern Premier League Premier Division. This is FC Live brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. And it's now time to hand over to our expert commentary team of Stato Paul. And a big happy birthday to Mr James Quinn. Long ball out to the right-hand side. It looked forward nicely. Potts is well positioned, but slices it. Palinkas with a half clearance. But the ball breaks down. And that was a good ball for Linney. It's a perfect ball from Rodwell Grant. And Linney misses the opportunity. Rodwell Grant played a perfect ball through. He elected to, to sort of try and place it to the right of Shane Bland. But Bland got down there. Need to put, he put his laces through it. Certainly needed more power. Shepard again plays it in field. Potts trying to get... But it's a chance here. It's a, it's a nice-looking shot. It's a goal for Whitby. And it was number seven, Lewis Hawkins, places it in there. Very neatly placed there by Hawkins. And FC, having missed the opportunity to go in front moments ago, find themselves a goal down. Bennett. Bennett chips it in rather neatly. Oh, and a free header. A real chance there for Bradley Fuster. And he couldn't get the direction. And the ball goes uh, way wide for a goal kick. That was a let-off. Could have been 2-0. So... Griffiths with a corner for FC looking to level things up near post nodded on, hits the bar and put out for a goal kick there comes off Wallerton and it was Halls with a header lovely header from Halls, we said it'd be difficult to ring the aerial battle he did so Armstrong, Linney along the left flank now Linney chips it far post, nobody there but it'll come all the way through to Gribbin Gribbin into the box on the right-hand side. Gribbin dribbling through. Left-footed shot. Top corner just wide. Excellent attempt from Callum Gribbin. And it just shaved the upright there. It was a cross-come shot, really, because uh, players were coming in to get their head on it. Couldn't quite get there in time. Just been more promising, Paul, from FC in the last uh, sort of 10 minutes or so. Yeah, a bit more pressure applied around uh, Shane Bland's goal. Giving him something to think about. And how Neil Reynolds would love that to be converted into... Uh, and this could be in Linney. Linney into the box. Can he do it this time? Linney left-footed blocked. It's took too much time there, Linney. Good retreat from Andre Bennett. The blocking has been effective. And then Bennett dispossesses Linney. Wallerton inside. Griffiths miscues that one. Rodwell Grant nicely out of Griffin. First time ball. Wallerton, nice run. Wallerton shoots straight at the keeper. He got himself into an excellent position there, Wallerton. Gribbin picks it up. Gribbin trying to dribble his way through. Gribbin. One piece, one piece, two piece, three. And it goes wide. Good work indeed from uh, Gribbin there. Just couldn't find the target. FC getting a bit closer, perhaps. And now substitute Dyke Steele, but uh, can't keep possession. The ball out on the right hand side with Alex Wallerton over halfway. Nice ball back to Wallerton now. Good work from him. Wallerton, can he find the right pass? He's driving on his own. Ennis with a shot. Oh, it was meant for Linney, who just couldn't get there. I don't know whether Ennis meant to shoot there or whether that was a ball. Maybe it was a ball for Linney, but I'm surprised Ennis didn't take a dig himself. FC have got to start taking their chances. That was great work from Wallerton. It really was. Nice give and go with Gribbin to start things off. FC have got to believe here, but here's Dyke Steele. Dyke Steele with a chance to make it two. Rebound! What a double save from Lavacom. Keeping FC in the game. Now, was it, was it a double save or was yeah. it the defender? Who I, got I think it was a, a double save. Callum Gribbin. Gribbin 
Linney on the turn, Linney to the byline, goes down! Penalty has been given. Well, wow. FC a lifeline to get back in this game. Ennis has come on, on cue to take this. It was a poor challenge in the box, it really was. It's just got Richard bit, maybe a bit pulling his shirt on the near side. Uh, it's too physical, really needed to stand strong there. But Linney showing his strength. Well, this is a real opportunity now for Ennis to level things up from the spot. And FC have looked better as the game has gone on. Can they finally get dividends? Yes, 1-1. No nonsense to the keeper's right. And Bland with no chance. He didn't actually dive either way in the end. But that was a good penalty. Really firmly struck. And FC just about good value for an equaliser, Paul. Yeah, I think we've had the better of the second half so far. We've looked the more dangerous side. Um, we've threatened a goal for a good five, ten minutes, and uh, at last it's come. Well, the change is um, certainly effective there with Ennis coming on and top penalty taker, of course. But here comes Dyke Steele over halfway, looking to provide an immediate riposte here for Whitby. And here comes Fuster. Oh, dear, oh, dear, it's 2-1 to Whitby. And FC United, having got level... Just cut through there. Dyke Steele was able to go through the centre of the midfield then just strokes it forward. Fuster with his fourth goal against FC, his fifth of the season, now becomes their top scorer. And FC United, well, one step forward, two steps back. Well, they, they really did switch off after the, after the goal there. They were all over the shop at the back. You just can't afford players like Fuster running into through balls like that on his own. Well, Armstrong, FC have got to do it all over again. Potts, he's got to put it behind them, Gribbin out to the right flank. Down the right flank, now Ennis, Ennis, cross ball comes across, falls for Linney, Linney, it's gone in, a deflection, it's all happening, it's 2-2. Regan Linney with the shot. Neil Reynolds runs about 10 yards under the pitch as if to say, I don't want that happening again. The shot definitely took a deflection off a defender, but Linney will surely claim it. Inside here is Armstrong. Armstrong, Barry's cross comes in. Ennis, left footed. Oh, and Regan Linney. Well, it was came to him very sharp on the half volley, but sort of chance you'd expect Linney to take. And if I said that everything was happening, I'd be making an understatement of the season. Let me making a change. <laughs> Off comes Aaron Haswell. On comes Jake Hackett, number 14. And uh, meanwhile, Adam Dodd is uh, preparing himself to enter the fray. For his 100th appearance. And a final substitution. It's Harry Green comes on for Aaron Braithwaite. Adam Dodd comes on for Jan Palinkas. Jan Palinkas has uh, been recovering from uh, injury. And what a cheer this will get. We've got well, we've got uh, six substitutions on now. We've got just over 20 minutes to go for a grandstand finish. Seven months since Adam Dodd ran onto a pitch. Dyke Steele plays it back to the right for Bennett. You can't take your eyes off it. Potts goes in brilliantly. Potts threads it through. Grimmin! Wide! 
brilliant work from Potts. And for the second time in successive matches, FC squandering chances galore. Ball goes up, cleared, and that's that. And it's 2-2. Well, FC United behind early on, and then, uh, well, got back equaliser. Then uh, a very frustrated figure is Neil Runnels, I can tell you that, as he shakes hands with his, uh, his Whitby counterparts. He got an equaliser. Whitby immediately went back in front. FC immediately equalised. And FC had their chances. Paul and, uh, well... It feels like two points dropped. But to be honest, it could have been a lot worse. Because we've trailed twice in this game. I don't know how Whitby are where they are in the league table. They certainly played well. Considering they, they, had, they had less possession than we did, but did more with it. They had the same number of shots on target. And they carried quite a threat in the last half hour. I thought the substitution that um, Whitby made midway through where they took off the target man yeah. and With added Green, a bit of pace. Green and Dyke still came on. That was a, a different dynamic which uh, I think FC United did well to cope with, although at times, you know, Lavakin was called upon. But saying that, at the other end, FC United's created chances. I don't know what... To, uh, me and Woods at half-time struggled to make sense of the first half because it's, it's like you just said there. I mean, FC United could be in the lead but then could have been behind as well and I think I think that was the case all the way through that game it was a good game of football that it was it was a good encounter um, obviously the manager's going to be upset because when we equalised we conceded straight away and that's the complete opposite of what he wanted and he was so angry about that because the back four just switched off didn't they it was, it was pretty poor oh, it's, that, it's that food ball it was a substitute wasn't it Dyke Steele yeah. who just drove through the middle and, and don't forget about five minutes early he had that chance didn't he on, on, when he was one on one with Lavikin where Lavikin had to do that that double save I just think that was a good game of football but FC United at the edge of the penalty area in the penalty area shoot first time yeah we had moments in the in the closing stages there where all the chances seemed to fall to Gribbin for some reason and he just he either couldn't get the shot on target or it was blocked or it just didn't work out but uh, that was good value for money, I think, for, for the supporters that, that have been here today. Potts had a very good game there when he was... I, I think he was on it for the whole 90 minutes. Just a couple of straight passes, but I think everyone was guilty of that. It was one of those games where it was almost like jeopardy in that FC were looking for the winner but could have lost it at the same time. That's what I mean about that substitution. That was, a, that was a clever substitution from, from Whitby. And as I said during the second half, I had a feeling that both managers were out of control of that game in that second half. Anything could have happened. It was nothing you could do from the touchline. There's nothing you could do to influence it. It was just a game of its own making. The other thing we have to say is as well, I mean, heading into the game, no Jones, no Donahue. The changes... Um, that were forced upon FC United having Dodd come back in Griffiths hasn't featured too much in, in the last month or so neither has Palinkas I don't think we've seen Palinkas since Wivenshaw That's in right, the Manchester yeah. Premier Cup yeah. so a bit of a welcome back to the football wasn't it for Jan Palinkas <laughs> during that game not sorry for Dodd coming into the, yes. the, the heat <laughs> of that second half where he had no, no time to compose himself or settle in it was really thrown in to the, the lion's den wasn't it Neil's going to be joining us now. It's going to be an interesting interview, this, Cheers. isn't it, really? Uh, so, uh, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, let's, let's hear from uh, Neil now, as uh, James is going to be speaking to him post-match. Well, um, 
Let's say this, Neil, let's start by saying this. Here we are, battling our way to try and understand that game. You, you can now enlighten us. I have, no, I have no answers, James. I always come up and do an interview today. Could we have scored 11, 12? No, no not joking. Mm-hmm. The manager said, oh, we're not getting on this bus, double figures down. But listen, we play well and we haven't won the game. And, you know, every fan, every fan bar won. It's just a one entertaining game, how well we played. Uh, we considered two poor goals, but on a bounce to play, we were really good. But we wasn't ruthless or clinical enough in front of goal. And that's probably the second game on the spin for me. And um, can you sort of train? Can you work on that in train missing chances, really? Is, <laughs> no. it, a, is, it, is it composure, decision making? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think it never gets with a little bit of confidence, doesn't it? When you, when you miss chances and, you know, you're missing the chances that we missed. I put five on the board at half-time in Regan's after three minutes and I think if he scores we go and win the game for Wallace's chance Halsey's header Callum Gribbin's chance uh, there's another one that I'm missing off Joe Rodwell Grant's chance and then second half pick, take your pick which have, how many chances do we miss you know we, we're still creating chances Gribbin should score two in the last three minutes and we haven't we haven't and you know people are going to say you know, this week people's talk was, you know, Regan Linney is the only lad that can score goals. Well, he misses chances today and another lad step up. So, you know, disappointing, James, but, but I'll, I'll talk about the rest in the rest of the interview. Switching off after equalising? Listen, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear a few things up now. Because when I went on the pitch after we scored the second and I'm screaming to Yam, Yam wasn't fit at half-time, didn't want to come off. The second goal, he couldn't turn. His ankles are black and blue, but testament to the guy... I'm not bothered if we're winning 3-0, getting beat 6-0. I'm not having a player out there who's, who's injuring himself for, for, for anything. You know, if he's my son, he's not playing tonight. And I said that to him on Thursday, but because of the, the lion heart that he has, he wants to play, but he was 50% fit. And I'm screaming at him, Jan, are you fit? Are you fit? And he just broke down in tears when he got off the pitch. He wasn't fit. And people think that I was shouting. I'm shouting, Jan, are you, I'm not bothered about the score. The, the euphoria, we're back in the game. We're drawing one. It doesn't bother me, and and it's two one. And and I've got to protect my players. And all right, Curtis Jones wasn't fit, but Jan's gonna got a really, really, really big future at this football club, and I'm going to protect him, whether or not we've got a centre half free and available or not. I'm I'm not gonna put him out there and and put him through the pain. That important clarification, that because we, <clears throat> the optics were that you were so frustrated that. FC had conceded after equalising, and then when FC got it back to two all, that you thought you were shouting, saying, "I don't want that happening again." But no. it was much more specific than that. Yeah, I wanted to know if he was. And it, listen, he's not fit. He's, he, if you go in that dressing room now, his ankles are black and blue, and, and he's been playing through this all season. And he needs, he probably needs some surgery. You know, he's really struggling with it. But he, he's a he's a great lad, and he wants to play for the football club. But I can't let that happen at the minute. Um, <clears throat> first half, it's just, was that theme a bit like Ratcliffe with FC? The way it could actually want to like to play football have not been able to break down a side that was good at stopping the team play. Would you? Would yeah, I just think psychological. We talk about psychology, haven't we? It's a massive factor in the game. Regan misses a chance after three minutes. It deflates the whole stadium, the whole stadium, and then I think it takes us a good twenty minutes to get back in the game. And in that point, they've already, they then go and score, and you know, and everyone's going, if Regan would have scored, and Regan's going, if I would have scored, and it's hard to get back in. And then, and then it opened up. You know, then then the chances the chances came. You know the, the the pullback to Rodwell Grant where he should score. You know the Hall's header that that hits the bar, the Wollerton run where he's he's got a score, and then the Gribbin bit of, bit of masterclass and it just fizzes past the post. And you think it's one of them days, isn't it? And uh, 
Yeah. And um, the ch- chances, of course, they had chances to a Lavacom. Extraordinary uh, double save. When it was still 1-0 to Whitby. And, and, and again, I've just I've just spoke about, but Jan couldn't turn. He couldn't get near him when the sub come on and he just twisted him up. And then, you know, to be fair to him, he bounced up and, and made the made made the challenge to do enough to, to put it wide. But Lavacom made the double save. But Dan's Dan, isn't he? You know, he's brilliant. He wanted to do better for the goal. He puts it out for a throw in here. He probably should have put it down here, and, and he didn't. You know, he's punched a few today where he could have caught, but, you know, come with the outcome of the man, he, he makes really big saves, and, and that's what Dan does. So, um, substitutions made an impact for both sides. I thought their subs <coughs> were quite interesting. He took the big lad off, and um, Jake Steele was, was, was quite a dangerous customer, mm. wasn't he? Good player. Did, and did you, um, about your substitutions, I mean, you, you, you sort of basically <laughs> threw them all on, really, didn't you? And listen, I know Ennis. Ennis needed a rest today, but he's always got a goal in him. I think he's double figures now. You say what you want about him, he, he scores whether they set pieces or not. He come on, I thought he made a, a massive difference. I thought Josiah, great debut. thought he put himself around well. Got his backside in when he needed to. Physical presence up there and created a bit of space for Linny. And then did we want to throw Doddy on? I'm not sure we did, but, you know, it was kind of Jan was that injured. We all, Our other option was putting Guy on there. But the stadium needed that extra lift. And I think Doddy came on and you send the lift that we got with 20 minutes to go. We just went fully at it, full throttle and chance after chance after chance. And what a fitting way it would have been if we would have got the winner. But it wasn't to be, but... You know, I said at the start of the interview, I'll, I'll finish at the end of the interview, and I just said to the lads in there, you know, the most pleasing thing about today is the return of Adam Dodd, and, you know, we could stand there all night and talk about it, but, you know, it's it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful moment for everyone that was here today. Um, absent players, um, any timelines on uh, Donahue and uh, Jones the, the, and so on? The Grucci's four weeks, Donahue is just a bad one, could be two months, could be three months, it's a, it's a tear, grade three. Jones has got a two-game ban, so he'll miss next week as well. Uh, Palinkas will be out so yeah so it's tough at the minute you know it's really tough and you know we, we've just got to patch it up and, and kind of get on with it and without making any excuses we've got a high flying hide side here next week and we've got to get ready for it but uh, I dropped points at home to Atherton today so it's uh, I mean Whitby didn't today look like a team that were just on the edge of the relegation zone James I said to Bobby Grant the league's that strong everyone can beat everyone and we keep saying it and come the end of the season it'll be the team that's I wouldn't even say it's technically the better team. I think it's who's got the bottle, who takes the chances, who's got the edge, who turns up on the day. And I think that'll make up the, the champions in the playoffs this season. Yeah, um, and Hyde, what, what kind of game is Hyde? Well, Hyde have, Hyde have dropped a little bit. Uh, however, you look at them on paper, uh, the team that Spooner and McCann have put together there is, is a really attacking, you know, good side. It's going to be a local derby. I'm not doubt they'll bring two or three hundred. They'll turn up here. The pitch will be great like it is now. And, and they'll want to give it a go. And we, and we want to give it a go. And I think hopefully it'll open up for two, you know, two teams that want to play exciting football. We're hoping that, you know, we might have to bring in one or two new additions this week. And you know, before anyone jumps in it and says how many players we've used, you know, unless you want us to go to the town with 12 players next week, we're probably going to have to bring bring a couple in. But that's that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, we'll assess it. We'll look at it. Uh, we're going to watch Hyde on Tuesday night. Uh, well, I'm going to go and watch Hyde on Tuesday night. I think to play Warrington. So, and then we'll 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 prepare a game plan accordingly on Thursday, and and hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get a good crowd on and take our chances next week if we create them. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there, following his side's two-two draw with Whitby Town from Saturday. Let's have some more post-match reaction now. And shortly after the match, Tim caught up with the returning Adam Dodd. But first, here's Saturday's man of the match, FC United's Michael Potts. Where do we unpack that? I mean. Conceded early, mm. looked like the game was drifting a little bit in the first half, but we had a good end to that first half, and then yeah. second half, wow. I know we, the boys, just the character they show, um, even first half, we went 1 0 down, and we, 
continue to play and continue to play the right way and create chances. And, and yeah, we probably should have been one-one at half time, and we said that, and uh, and it was a poor goal to concede. So we just kind of at half time we regrouped and said, don't concede again like that. And then obviously we went and scored and conceded straight after. But then again, more character. So the boys, just fair play to them. The character they showed was amazing. It was end-to-end and what I think fundamentally made you the man of the match was that just that in that first half when there was some real dirty work needed to be done. The ball needs to be collected. It needs to be played out and just used really well. That's that's what I bring to the team. Uh, Regan brings goals, like Halsey, CJ, bring, uh, they defend and win headers. So... If I'm not doing that, then I'm not really making, I'm not affecting the game in any way. So that's all, that's all I'm trying to do, just bring my my stamp on the game, really. Yeah, and obviously it's been a few weeks now since you rejoined us. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably about two months, isn't yeah, it? Two yeah, months, two months. Yeah, two months now, yeah. So um, do you feel you're now back up to oh, peak sharpness? Yeah, 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 definitely. You're fully fit, um, raring to go, hungry. So I want to get into that playoff, so we all do. That's our, that's our goal, uh, to get promotion this season. So today, obviously, we feel gutted that we've not got the three points, but... We, we were 1-0 down. I think that's the only second time we've come back from 1-0 down to actually get something out of the game. So uh, we're proud of the boys, really am. Um, and yeah, let's just re- regroup this week and go again next Saturday. So, Daddy, how did it feel to be back? Feels good. Disappointing to come back on a draw, but uh, now it feels good. It's kind of pinched me moment. Come back from the brinks of death and I've worked hard and sacrificed a lot to get back to this point where I am now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, six months ago. Uh, it seems like two minutes ago since we heard the news. So we were just getting ready for the trip to Rooney. I don't think anyone could ever imagine how much work you've done in the background to get yourself back to fitness. You know, obviously you're a super fit lad. That's seven days a week? Uh, no, I just had to take it slow. Uh, I took it steady. I mean, I've, I went from not being able to walk three yards to the toilet in, in the hospital. Um, from the pneumonia, the pneumonia took a big hit on my lungs. Um, but I just took it day by day. Started building up from walking and swimming and then running. But I know my own body, I know how far I can push. And as soon as I got told I could return to footy again, I, I put a plan in place with the doctors and the specialists and we went from there. Everybody wanted you back at FC. When did you start sort of like thinking, right, I want to join up with the squad again? Um, I always had it in my head as soon as I heard them words from the doctors. I knew I couldn't come back straight away. I just had to be patient. Um, and I just had a plan if I can. I set myself weekly goals, even daily goals sometimes. Um, I just knew where I needed to get to. And uh, I think people are a bit sceptical at times because of my cardiac arrest and what had happened. But I'm in, I'm in safe hands and I'm safer than I ever was before. So then it was good to get out today. How did it feel? Yeah, it felt amazing. Um, probably touch was a little bit rusty, I don't know. But now I feel good. Uh, I feel like I, I can contribute and pick up from where I left off. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's, it's important to say, basically, you know, I mean, it was a huge moment, but we didn't want to, you didn't want any razzmatazz, you just wanted to be back in the team, one of the boys, business as usual from today, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't, all the attention, I don't, I don't really like it, I kind of, I kind of go into my shell a little bit, I don't want it, I don't want it all to be about me, like, Chaz asked me if I, I wanted to take the captain's armband, I said, no, you keep it, um, but now I was just focusing on one thing, and that was the three points, and we were unfortunate today not to get him, but on to Saturday, close that chapter now and just keep going. Well, and that will be your first appearance because you made your century today. <sighs> good, good feeling. FC United fullback Adam Dodd there speaking to Tim, and before him, Saturday's man of the match, Michael Potts.
And the Reds return to action this coming Saturday as FC United host Hyde United at Broadhurst Park. Admission will be pay on the gate, £12 for adults, £7 concessions, £3 for under-18s, while under-5s are free with a paying adult. Kick-off this weekend will be at 3pm. But as always, if you cannot make the game, then we'll of course have full coverage on FC Radio from 2.30pm. You can tune in at fc-radio.co.uk. Well, that's it for this week's This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.